0: For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand.
1: Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, And more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Living Well with Janet, where we explore different health and wellness topics to enrich our ever evolving personal practices. I'm your host, Janet. Those of you who have listened to some of our earlier episodes at ABG know that I have switched careers many, many times. I first started out at one of the big fours working in global transfer pricing. Then I worked in social enterprise before switching to strategy and advertising and finally landing in UX design before changing once again to going full-time in ABG. But between my stint in advertising and my time in UX design, I actually spent a bit of time in a different sector that I don't talk that much about. I spent about half a year in Chinese medicine school. Now, I know that one seems way out from left field compared to the other industries that I switched between. And before I get into how and why I did that, what the experience was like, and what I learned, I want to share with you a quote to think about. This quote comes from the Yellow Emperor's classic of internal medicine, which is a pretty well-referenced text in traditional Chinese medicine. To fight a disease after it has occurred is like trying to dig a well when one is thirsty or forging a weapon once a war has already begun. I'm curious to hear what you think of that quote, how you interpret it. If you have thoughts, please leave them in the comments of our Instagram post. So how did my interest in Chinese medicine even develop? Well, I've shared in earlier episodes that kind of in parallel with all of my career transitions, I started taking a deeper interest in my own physical health and well-being through tools like food and exercise, which meant that I also started reading a lot and researching nutrition and other practices to maintain health and prevent disease. During these years, I also observed my mom become very proactive in managing her own health as she transitioned from her 50s into her 60s, and health became really something that was a focus to preserve. And as someone who was raised in Taiwan by parents who were from China, my mom was raised with many of the ideals of Chinese medicine, including prioritizing natural approaches, taking a holistic view to health, and putting an emphasis on prevention over treatment. So I saw her begin to eat certain foods like goji berries and adding ginkgo nuts to her smoothies and getting very disciplined about her sleep schedule. Also, one of my closest friends is Indian American. Her name is Drushdi. You may have heard of her on our main podcast, Asian Boss Girl. She guested on one of those episodes and she and I share a lot of similar viewpoints. She is very close with her culture and her religion. She identifies as Hindu. And we talk a lot about the benefits of yoga practices and meditation and how food is oftentimes viewed and used for health in Eastern cultures. Uh, for example, in Chinese medicine, we have a certain way of looking at foods. And in Indian culture, they have something similar called Ayurvedic. But the thing that really propelled me to look into Chinese medicine as a career was actually when I became very disheartened during my time in advertising. I was working so many late nights, grinding so hard, pitch after pitch, ideation after ideation, presentation after presentation, and... The work just started to feel so soulless to me. And I'm speaking just from my personal experience. This is not a reflection of the industry and its entirety in every person's experience. But me and my particular work, I just started to feel so disconnected from things that were so commercial. And I think it really kind of propelled me deeper into an interest in helping people and this idea of wellness and being able to serve and provide for people Um, In a way that was more meaningful than, I don't know, trying to get them to buy a car or whatever. So I really started to get serious about looking into a career in this field. And I knew it was going to be a big career change. So I did a lot of research. I went on the internet and I looked up Chinese medicine. And that led me down this rabbit hole of the greater category of natural medicine, which contains everything from nutritionists to counselors to naturopathic doctors to doctors of osteopathy. Uh, I learned that there are a lot of different paths that I could take if I was interested in practicing health and natural medicine as a career. So suddenly I was considering all of these different certification programs, degrees, and schools. Um, you know, I reached out and had informational interviews with naturopathic doctors and acupuncturists, nutritionists, doctors of osteopathy. I attended informational sessions at a bunch of different natural medicine programs all across uh, California, from San Francisco all the way down to San Diego. Um, I went to the Southern California University of Health Sciences in Whittier to learn about their alternative medicine programs. I went to the Pacific College in San Diego, Five Branches University in San Francisco, as well as Yoga on University in Santa Monica and American College of Traditional Chinese Medicine up in the Bay Area, back down to Santa Monica, Emperor's College, I learned through all of my research that on one end of this industry, there were nutrition certifications and almost like health coaching, and on the other end, there were traditionally trained doctors who went to med school and you know did residency and kind of took on natural medicine as a specialty. Now, being the overachieving Asian American that I am, I really leaned with pretty heavy preference toward those programs and certifications that seemed more challenging and would get me the recognition that was closer to, you know, maybe the recognition that a doctor would get. I knew I wanted a pretty comprehensive program, but I also didn't want to go to medical school and go through that long, arduous process of schooling and residency, but I still wanted a pretty rigorous program. I ultimately decided to apply for a Master's of Traditional Oriental Medicine, or an MTOM. Now, in California, and generally the greater United States, Chinese medicine is practiced in the form of acupuncture and herbs. Basically, you attend a four-year program, and then at the end, you take your boards and you get certified. While I was doing my research, I also learned that there were many different styles of acupuncture. For example, the Japanese method tends to use smaller needles. The Chinese method uses kind of medium needles, and the Korean method generally uses thicker needles and goes deeper. Now, there are definitely more differences between them, but basically some of the programs specialize in one method better than the others. And also, some programs were better catered for those who wanted to practice acupuncture in, like, a sports medicine setting, versus others uh, would be better if you wanted to specialize in, like, women's health and fertility. In the end, I decided to apply to and attend Emperor's College in Santa Monica because A, the location was convenient, B, the program seemed to really focus on the theory of traditional Chinese medicine that I wanted to learn, and the teachers who taught there worked more in kind of the wellness and women's health spaces. So what is it like to pursue a Master of Traditional Oriental Medicine? Well, it is a four-year program of classes as well as clinical rounds, and at the end, you take and you have to pass board exams. The four-year program I attended went by the quarter system, and each quarter required you to take about four classes or so. And if you're curious about what type of classes and things that you study, here are some classes I took in my first two quarters in my pursuit of a master of traditional oriental medicine. I took anatomy and physiology, Western Medical Terminology, Fundamentals of Oriental Medicine, Introduction to Herbal Medicine, Meridians, Herb Pharmacopoeia, and Meditation. Now, the classes that I found the most challenging, oh my gosh, by far, Anatomy and Physiology. I still remember that the teacher was super straight-laced and this like ex-army dude, really intense, very, very smart. Um, He would just go off and talk so fast in class and just go over all the body parts and all these words and all these terms. And I remember for the final exam, we had to memorize all of the various bones and muscle structures in the body. And basically, we were given anatomical sketches with lines and arrows to each of the spaces and everything was blank. And you basically had to fill it all in from memory. I spent so much time trying to remember the terms and what was associated to what and what was connected to what. Things like mandible and scapula, patella, metatarsals. I still get like kind of stressed out when I think back to it in that final exam. But man, those classes and studying that was pretty intense. The other class that I found really challenging was meridians. Meridians are basically strings connecting the acupuncture points, which are considered passageways through which energy flows throughout the body. And in this class, you're basically also just straight memorizing different points on the body and how they connect to form the different passageways. I don't know why it was so challenging for me. I couldn't it was just so unlike any other thing that I studied in my traditional undergraduate degree in math and economics. Um whatever intelligence or form that it takes to memorize meridians, I don't I just don't really have it. In the first quarter though, I thought the classes were hard, but I was really motivated. I was, you know, brand new to this. I was fresh. I was ready to study hard and I managed pretty well. But in the second quarter, I started to really, really struggle. Um, You know, now we were in anatomy and physiology too, and the content was getting more and more advanced. And I just started falling behind on Meridians. You know, one week falling a little bit behind on the reading and the studies and the second week falling behind a little bit more. And before I knew it, I was near the end of the quarter system and I was so lost. And I actually ended up dropping out of that class before the final exam, just because I felt so unprepared. Taking these classes was an incredibly humbling experience. I give such mad props to people who make it through these programs and learn about anatomy and physiology and get through all of the terms. I also met a lot of really cool people during my time there. Uh, Many of the students actually come to the program later in life, and some of them are studying to practice the medicine, but some of them also are just studying out of interest. Many of them maybe had certain illnesses that Western medicine could not address and went to TCM practitioners and got better and are really curious and wanted to learn more about the medicine. Others were maybe coming from like nursing programs and decided to switch into acupuncture instead. Some were doctors interested in getting complimentary training, while there were those few, though they were rare, who came straight from undergrad and knew they wanted to do this. So I was able to meet a lot of really cool, different people from this experience.
0: Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet.
1: So I went through some of the classes that I found incredibly challenging, but there were also some that were my favorites. My top, top favorite was Fundamentals of Oriental Medicine. This was the reason why I was so attracted to TCM. I wanted to learn about practices like pulse reading and tongue diagnoses. Uh, For those who don't know, in Chinese medicine, they uh, do pulse reads as a way to get a feel for your state of health. They'll describe it as stringy or smooth, soft or hard. Um, There is an approach where it's a superficial pulse reading versus a deep pulse reading. Um, Basically, there are different parts of the insides of your wrist that correlate with different organs. Now, I'm gonna describe this. I know it's kind of hard, but you can try to visualize. If you take your left hand and you start from your wrist to your elbow, That first section, the pulse reading, is actually an indicator of your heart and your small intestine. And the second segment, the pulse is an indicator of your liver and your gallbladder. And the third is representative of your kidney and your bladder. Now, if you move to your right hand from wrist to elbow, that first segment, the pulse reading, represents your lung and your large intestine. The second segment represents your spleen and your stomach. And the third is your pericardium. I just found that that method was so interesting and was really representative of how this medicine is a practice and combination of a bit of science, but also a bit of art and could be quite subjective depending on the practitioner and the person reading the pulse. We also began to study some of the basics of reading tongues or tongue diagnoses, which is where you look at the different combinations of colors and textures and what they represent in terms of different uh in terms of different deficiencies or stagnations. So you would read for different combinations of color and texture to figure out whether someone had a blood deficiency or a chi deficiency, if they had blood stasis or chi stagnation. Um, All of that was really interesting to me and it was a lot of class time of sticking out our tongues for the instructor to come around and give us readings. I also loved this course because the instructor was this incredible Chinese woman whom you knew that she was older because she was so knowledgeable and had so many years of practice under her belt, yet she seemed incredibly youthful and energetic. And I just felt like she was kind of this like walking billboard and, you know, like a living testament to the benefits of this way of treating your health. Another class I really enjoyed was actually an elective course in meditation. Um, We learned about how As a practitioner you could use meditation in a therapeutic way and of course the class involved also sessions of meditations which i loved i'm like i'm going to school and i'm learning to meditate essentially Uh, and we even you know took field trips out to different hiking paths around los angeles to learn uh, about walking meditations and using meditation in nature and in terms of another interesting class I found herb pharmacopoeia really fun. You know how in Harry Potter, they learn about all these spells and there's all these like Latin terms being thrown around. That's kind of like what herb pharmacopoeia was like. We would basically spend hours just learning about all of these different herbs which all had latin terms associated with them learning about the different characteristics of the herbs what they were used for what they countered what they treated and the professor was also this really fun light-hearted guy who had kind of this like wizardry fun and upbeat energy to him so herb pharmacopoeia was really cool we got to learn about plants and plant medicine essentially um, and it felt a bit like harry potter Aside from my time in classes, I also wanted to get some real-world experience, so I ended up working part-time for a couple of different clinics. In my first quarter, I worked at the front desk of a chiropractor's office so that I could learn a bit more about the business side of being an acupuncturist, and he also allowed me to observe some of his sessions when his patients would allow it. In my second quarter, I worked the front desk of a wellness center in Santa Monica and saw a different way that this medicine is practiced. Uh, In this wellness center, they had naturopathic doctors, acupuncturists, psychotherapists, nutritionists. They really focused more on uh, using food and nutrition and the mind-body connection and addressing things like autoimmune diseases and women's health. Even though I ultimately ended up leaving the program because it was just not right for me at that time in my life, Um, honestly, the reality of spending four years studying hardcore anatomy and physiology, making no income, along with the possibility of having to spend a couple of additional years uh, as a young acupuncturist working and grinding with undependable pay, that really started to get to me. You know, going back to school was a lot harder than I anticipated. And, and the consequences of going four years without any income and then having to work for yourself essentially or finding someone else to work under where it could be rather risky in terms of actually practicing in your career, that just started to really scare me at that point in my life and what I was needing from my career financially. So even though I ultimately did not go through with it at that time, I do sometimes consider that I may go back to this program later in life and that if I do, I'm quite drawn to its application in women's health. Things like addressing fertility or autoimmune or psychosomatic applications versus say, you know, its applications in sports medicine or chiropractic. Through this experience, I also learned that I really resonate with traditional Chinese medicine philosophy, which considers the mind, body, and elements in totality, and aim to restore balance of the body by doing the least amount of harm. And that's something that is going to stick with me forever in how I manage my own personal health and how I want to guide the health of my future family. Lastly, if there's one thing that I really want you all to take away from this episode and that I'd like to share with you from my learnings in my two quarters in Chinese medicine, it's that, you know, as much as Chinese medicine might be looked at sometimes as woo-woo or like kind of like witchcraft, when you really dig into the studies, it's actually quite systematic and scientific. They may use different language and philosophies than Western medicine to describe the human body and its functions, words like chi and meridians, but they actually get at many of the same things. It's kind of like how some people say that the heart of all different types of religions tend to be fairly similar, even though they all have their own representatives and stories, but they're all generally describing, you know, pretty similar phenomena. If nothing else. I hope you take away the philosophy that I shared earlier in the episode that came from the Yellow Emperor's classic of internal medicine. To fight a disease after it has occurred is like trying to dig a well when one is thirsty, or forging a weapon once a war has already begun. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living Well with Janet. If you enjoyed it, please leave a comment in our IG post. I'm Janet, I can also be found on Asian Boss Girl, the podcast for the modern day Asian American woman with my good friends Helen and Mel, who are also hosting their own shows but you can catch on this same feed, new episodes every Tuesday. You can follow ABG on Instagram at Asian Boss Girl and me, Janet, at Janet W. That's Janet, J-A-N-E-T, the word double and the letter U.